Hi everyone, welcome to the Use This Doctors Book Club. My name is Pooja. I'm Sarah. And I'm Harshini. And we are the Useless Doctors, and this is our book club. Um, so for those of you who are new here, this is our podcast slash book club where we talk about books that we've read recently. We're going to start off giving like a non-spoilery description of the book, talk about our thoughts. These are all non-spoilers, so you can, you know, it won't spoil your reading experience. Uh, and then afterwards, we'll give a warning of that we're going to head into the spoiler section. And then that will be towards the end of the podcast or the second half of the podcast. Um, this week, we are talking about the book Night Bitch by Rachel Yoder. It's a 2021 release, so it's fairly new. I'm going to hand it off to Harshini to give a short summary of the book. All right, guys. So the one line summary of this book is that this woman thinks she's turning into a dog. And of course, Pooja picked the book and was like, guys, this sounds really weird, but I think we should read it. So we did. and. <laughs> Essentially, this woman who refers to herself as Night Bitch because she really believes that she's turning it into a dog and she's also like, I'm kind of a bitch at night, really wasn't so nice to her son one night. And her husband is very obviously skeptical about this whole, you know, idea that she's turning into a dog. And she is like, yeah, yeah, I get it. It's, it doesn't seem really real. But the thing is, she feels like all of this hair growing on her body. She gets all these like weird urges and her like senses are heightened. Um, and towards the beginning of the book, it's a little bit, you know, weird, I guess. There, there doesn't seem to be a clear plot line. But the thing is that she, you know, is dealing with this new idea of motherhood and basically leaving her job where, you know, she was an artist and she, you know, studied, got her degree in art and really wanted a lot in her career. But because she got married and had a child, you know, she was sucked into the life of motherhood, had to quit her job because her husband was making a lot more money. And so, you know, there are definitely themes in the book around this idea of like women giving up all of, you know, maybe their dreams and who they are and just becoming absorbed into this new person as a mother. And you can really see how she is struggling with, you know, her new identity as a mother. And, you know, she's really not one of those moms who are like, hey, let's go to, you know, like reading time at the library and like do all the things with the fun moms. You know, she has this group of women who she's really annoyed by, who she, you know, um, really doesn't, I think, you know, get along with or like, but eventually they become more part of the story. And yeah, I think in general, um, the beginning was just all about her new life as not just a mother, but a mother turning into a dog. So with that, um, I guess we can kind of go into what we each thought of the book without spoilers. So who wants to go first? I vote Sarah. <laughs> I vote okay um let's see I rated this book like a 3.5 out of 5 stars it's definitely a weird book uh and I kind of like that part of it but I was I was stuck at certain points because the main character like night bitch as she calls herself like really started to irritate me because she's not relatable at all and I was like why am I reading this book if I don't relate to anyone and I honestly don't care that this person thinks that she's a dog <laughs> but I don't know I guess like once I got back <laughs> it was just certain parts where I was like okay let's move this along but I think um 
like overall it was it was a pretty interesting book it was definitely unique like I've never read a book like it and um it's interesting to see like the characters like um I don't know I don't know how you say it like her her battle with herself about like wanting to be a dog and like being a mother um so yeah overall it was interesting a little unrelatable so I wasn't super into it but um an interesting perspective for sure and I think I would recommend it to people who like weird books and you know there's deepness to it that I don't understand. So maybe if you like deep books and you actually try and understand it, you'd really enjoy the book. All right. Yeah, I, I, I somewhat, I like, I think I like, I agree with the summary. Like I also <laughs> gave it around a three star and like as a fan of weird books, I still like I thought this was too weird for me <laughs> wow, <that's laughs> like, I was like this, is, this yeah th that means it's really weird right but I kind of agree like I agree with the whole relatability thing like I think like the main thing that I usually like about weird books is like I even if you don't relate to the character like there's something interesting about them and in this case I think the most interesting about this mom was that she thought she was turning into a dog and like that was it really you mm -hmm. didn't really relate to her like also like I, obviously I don't think I was the intended audience though like I wasn't meant to relate to her at all like she's a mom of a two-year-old I am nowhere near <laughs> like I have no relatability yeah. yeah like there was nothing really there so yeah I, I was kind of like uh, okay like I, you know the story I felt like the writing was good like I thought the author did a really great job of like writing like just purely looking at the writing it's fantastic but there were certain parts of this book where I like genuinely like didn't really feel like picking up the book like I was not really compelled to keep reading it took me an inordinate amount of time to get through this book whereas like normally I could you know I would be able especially like a book of its size I could get through it pretty quickly but this was like I don't know it just took too long and it was just I think it was just because I was just not as interested so three stars because writing was good but story I felt I felt was too like maybe I was just everything was going over my head like maybe I just didn't understand it properly to like really appreciate it as much as it should um but yeah Harshini what did you think yeah, I I agree with both of you. I rated it at three out of five stars. And honestly, yeah, I feel like this book was very weird. And like I said in the summary, I, I really don't feel like there was much of a plot in the beginning. So I'm a very, I don't know, I, I'm a person who likes reading books for the plot and like, you know, what is happening. And so if it's just a book with like a character and their thoughts, I think I'm not necessarily the type of person who will love that book as much as another person might. But I definitely appreciated the author's kind of ability to tell this story in a way where it was definitely weird, but you know, obviously all of us, we didn't rate it one or two stars. Like, I think we still enjoyed it. And that definitely speaks to her ability to create this character. I think the other main thing for me was I also had trouble in the beginning, you know, reading this book um, and like really picking it up and reading a lot through it. But then, um, I don't know if you can hear, but I am pretty congested right now. I have cold. And this past weekend, I was really like fatigued and just did not do much of anything. So I kind of just sat on my couch and read like probably 60 or 70% of the book in one sitting during that time. And I feel like I was a little like, I don't know, in a weird state of mind <laughs> but then I think that combined with the fact that there were more events happening and like things were moving in certain directions where I was like intrigued about what was gonna end up happening by the end of the book um so like towards the end I, I really feel like I got 
into it more and that's why I kind of felt like you know it was it was a good book and I would recommend it to certain people like I feel like there are certain friends I can think of who would like enjoy a book like this but probably not all my friends there's certain people I definitely would not recommend this book to so I guess if you're someone who is willing to experiment read something that's a little bit different then go for it but if you have not you know picked up a book in a year or more which is a lot of people I know then this is probably not the first book to start with because it will it will just leave you a little bit confused. So, so are you telling I, me that reading books about women who think they're turning into dogs aren't for people who haven't been reading normally? I mean, honestly, if that is who you like, not who you are as a person. <laughs> that sounds mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, you, if you are the kind of person who would enjoy stories like this, if you are like into, I don't know certain kinds of like shows maybe maybe that's like the book for you but in general my friends who have not read in a long time are definitely not the type of people who would enjoy this book (laughs) just because yeah I feel like again in the beginning it just takes a bit of time to like really read it where there's nothing there's nothing that's like very intriguing immediately right like she's really going through the motions of like telling us all the details of how she's turning into a dog and you're just like what yeah (laughs) yeah for sure I think another another group of people I mean I don't know any mothers well I don't know many but (laughs) I think another group of people that might like this book is like our mothers because you might find it more relatable like to me I know like oh being a mother is like a huge sacrifice and um that it can be like really fatiguing and you can like not find time for yourself but since I've never gone through that I can't really as much like I know it exists but it's not like oh, I know exactly what this author is talking about and I can connect with this character because I've been through the same. So maybe it would be more enjoyable if you you experienced that before. Yeah, like I think that's also down to that relatability thing, right? You can just like relate to that process more. And like genuinely speaking, like from based on this, like, this book has a lot of descriptions of just general things relating to motherhood. Like, oh, my kid did this, my kid did that. And it's not like in the middle, it was so repetitive about like everything this person's kid was doing. It's like, oh, my kid ate this and it got all over his shirt. My kid ate this and it went all over the ground. My kid did this, <laughs> my kid did that. Blah, blah, blah. I remember there was like one like very like unnecessarily long description of like, her kid going to the bathroom or something like in the middle and I was like is this necessary do we need to have this is this core to the plot here um but also kind of like maybe like second things like have second thoughts about even having kids to begin with I'm like why is their son so annoying (laughs) I know I I wrote the same thing down like this is scaring me about you know becoming a mother even more but yeah I totally agree with Sarah I think you know for the mothers out there like this definitely is a book you should check out and I'm really glad that she wrote this book um, the author because I feel like it just puts everything in a very like funny perspective Um, but I, I yeah I think down to the you know, core of what it's talking about. It's probably super relatable for every mom, pretty much. Um, But yeah, I think I think with some of those descriptions, I don't know if it's just because, you know, I was an older child when my brother was born and stuff. I mean, obviously did not relate to every part of it because I wasn't, you know, with my brother all the time or anything. But I I do know that kids are weird. So I was like, (laughs) yeah, this definitely makes sense. And I feel like, again, from her perspective, it's, yeah, that's like all you have, right? So, you know, 
everything about your kid. And even if it's, you know, annoying, it kind of almost shows the reader like, hey, this woman literally has to deal with this kid all the time and can't just go to sleep. (laughs) You gotta, you know, make sure the kid goes to sleep and you have to just be there for them 24-7. And it's really hard because, you know, even if you have a situation where you're a working mother, then it's like even harder with being there for your kid and being a mom, but also having your life and your career outside of that. So yeah, all the all the things about motherhood that uh, I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to having kids, but <laughs> not, not all of the struggles. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I also like I kind of going back to an earlier point you said you said like, oh, you know, there's like some humorous descriptions. Did either of you think this book was particularly funny? Like, would you categorize this as a funny book? And no. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was like, I don't know what humorous description you're talking about. Actually. No, I I feel like there wasn't a lot of humor for me. But I think, you know, when I was just reading some other people's reviews and just like, I guess the it's not explicitly funny, especially how, you know, Dial A for Antis was like jokes in the book. But mm-hmm. just the general idea of it is like so weirdly hilarious. Yeah, um, and in the beginning, I definitely remember texting our group chat being like, I'm, I'm laughing right now, but like for very different reasons than, <laughs> you know, the the last book we read because in the beginning especially it was just like what the hell is going on you know this lady is just talking about hair growing everywhere about you know dogs coming up to her house and she's like are they here for me are they trying to get me to come join them like yeah (laughs) yeah I definitely think this is like one of those like surreal absurdist type of books where you're you're like laughing at how out there the plot is, how out there this woman's thoughts are. Um, and you're just like, wow, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. I, I feel like everyone got their general thoughts out. So we'll enter the spoiler section. So if you want to go read the book, you can pause the podcast now and read it and then pick it up again to hear our thoughts. Um, Otherwise, if you don't think you're going to read it, you can just keep listening. (laughs) Okay. Does anyone have anything that they really want to get off their chest about, (laughs) about this book? I definitely want to just talk about, I don't know, I don't remember very clearly what happened here, but I think it was just so random that, you know, one one day the husband comes home and there's this dog and the way it's written too, you really do believe like maybe the mom night bitch turned into a full-on like real dog (laughs) and because it's like a real dog just in there and the husband obviously thinks the same thing but then I think it actually turned out that night bitch was like out roaming somewhere and like being a dog out in nature and just left the two-year-old in the house by itself (laughs) with this dog but then I feel like the dog just disappeared. Maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I was just like, where did this dog come from? And why was it just there for, you know, like a day or something? Yeah. I oh go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I was I was really confused about that. I think because it was like written from her perspective and she was like, I'm a dog. Um it was it, it, it you like were led to believe that there was actually a dog there but once I realized she actually does not turn into a dog I was like oh it's just like her naked pretending to be a dog and that's why the husband didn't ask why there was a dog because there wasn't actually a dog it was just her pretending to be a dog at least that's how I got it 
like my thought was literally as soon as Sarah was like does anyone have thoughts on this I'm like can someone just explain the entire book to me because I feel like I didn't understand anything like I was like like at first I was like okay we have like a relatively unreliable narrator right like we can't really understand everything she's saying we can't really rely and like take everything she's saying like as you know the ultimate truth or something so I was thinking that maybe like the son or the husband would be like our cues to understanding what actually happened. But then as the book continued, I also realized we couldn't necessarily even trust the husband's perspective either. Like this man first is like, oh, like why is my wife behaving so weirdly? Or like, no, you're not a dog. Like, don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. And towards the end, she's like, oh, I love my husband. <laughs> like, he's so great. And I was like, wait, are we, are we on his side? Do we not like him or do we like him? I can't tell. But then I'm like, oh, is this like a broader thing about marriage where like sometimes you like your husband and sometimes you don't like your husband? But I couldn't, I didn't really know like whether we can believe his perspective. And then I was like, can we believe the kid's perspective? But I'm also not sure about that because like obviously this kid is like two years old and like, oh, the whole, okay, that's, we'll start the other discussion about like how the kid thinks he's a dog too. <laughs> that's gonna be a whole other discussion uh don't worry we will get to that but <laughs> this whole thing I was just so confused as to like what our like what is their relationship between the husband and the wife and like does he see the same things that she's seeing or is he totally fine with her as Harshini said right just like walking out outside and leaving the two-year-old at home I I was so okay yeah so let me know what your thoughts are on this because I I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I don't think I wrote this down or anything, but I think there was a part where she kind of realized that she had to be more assertive or something and open in talking to the husband. So I feel like there was a certain point where she kind of said something to him and it was after that point where he kind of accepted her more and they became closer and then you know everything was all good with the husband who she in the beginning resented a lot and was like you know you are leaving me alone and not caring for the child even when you come back I think it was specifically around when he came back on weekends and stuff and I think there was a certain point where she was like I am not taking care of the kid. He's yours for the weekend. I'm leaving. And I think she went out and was like a dog in nature or whatever during that point. But I think yeah. it was from then on that their relationship sort of changed. But yeah, it still, it still felt pretty abrupt. And I guess, I don't know, maybe it was pointing to something about, you know, maybe men just need to be nudged a little bit to be like you need to actually help out that means actually taking care of the kid and not just you know sitting um and watching tv once you get home but I think yeah that that's kind of the main thing I took away okay I was thinking like what the author was trying to get at with like the husband was that like this woman like like part of her resented her husband because she was like, he doesn't understand. But I feel like the author was trying to make the point that like, like, yes, it is the husband's fault for like not realizing, oh, my wife must be tired. But also like it was partially her fault because she never communicated that, hey, like I would love it if I had some help. So I feel like, yeah, I don't know. The What I took from it was like, like your your marriage would be better if you communicated something that was unpleasant to you because the other partner might not understand that you would prefer them to do something or not to do something but yeah, yeah. Their, their whole dynamic was I didn't really understand it yeah and the and like kind of like the other thing was that like another kind of layer to that was that the husband started like it seemed like the husband liked the wife more as she was turning into a dog per se 
<laughs> like he was like oh like please never change <laughs> like you I like the new you like I like how you but like I, I also felt like as she was like going through her dog transformation per se, like I feel like she was kind of like the way the author was portraying it was that her life was just generally better. So I don't know if that's like a commentary on something like, oh, the more you embrace like, I don't know, your inner, inner changes, the better off your life is, the better off the people around you are because of you. I don't know if that's a thing, but... I don't know. I like I I that's what I was I was also curious as to what you guys thought about that too. Yeah, maybe we're putting together some of the some of the deeper meaning and symbolism because I can definitely see that. Yeah, I think, you know, even mothers just going through motherhood and the changes to their body and maybe yeah, even, you know, changes to your personality and what you want. Obviously, there's a mixture of now your current role as a mom, but maybe, you know, the different things that you want in life can somehow come together and you can, you know, embrace that new you. And maybe that is kind of what, you know, all of the good things happening in the end kind of came from her really accepting it no longer really denying the fact that she's a dog and being like oh that's dumb um yeah I guess so speaking of like this you mentioned end I have a question about this ending (laughs) like wow what a transition (laughs) I know I was like I you said end I picked it up I was like ending let's Let's have a brief discussion because um, you know how like in the last episode where I was saying something about like, where am I? What am I doing? <laughs> where is the author? That is the exact feeling I had reading this ending because I don't understand what happened. Like I genuinely, I was like, is she, this is a performance. Someone's killing rabbits or something like the other girl, the other lady, the other mom, Jen, she also had a, I don't know, she didn't necessarily say she was turning into a dog, but she had something going on where she was like embracing her something about herself because the main character was embracing something about herself. And she like, she like tried to replicate her image and that sort of thing. And then the ending, you just have like a bunch of moms like howling and this lady doing a performance art thing of like killing a bunch of rabbits and I was like hold on <laughs> let us hold on. and then and no and then she gives the dead rabbit to her son or something and I was like whoa where like where are we going <laughs> so yeah please tell me what your thoughts were on this section I think this was definitely again the part where you know I was particularly just like in this weird sick but fatigued and a little bit delirious mindset where I was just kind of thinking yeah yeah I think this is a good ending to this really weird book (laughs) um and I definitely think you know I I remember just reading some other review that was that didn't really like it because it did kind of tie everything together in definitely a weird way but in some way where it didn't just kind of leave things in the weird realm they were in but just like took them into this I don't know more not relatable but just more you know kind of bringing in other people into creating this as a whole artistic you know show that she was putting on and she pulled in her friend Jen as the PR person and Jen was totally cool with it and apparently all these people were totally cool with it and was like oh wow this is some kind of cool art um but I definitely I don't know I I felt it was weird for sure 100% but I kind of (laughs) liked it and that's really what I was getting at when I said you know she was an artist and then she throughout this book feels like she's turning into a dog from you know something from like what happened with you know being a mom and just like her changes from that but now is able to put the two together 
into like, okay, I'm still an artist, but now I'm an artist who puts on this show of being a dog. I I felt like the way that came together at least did something for me where I was like, okay, there was there was some sort of strange plot that had an ending. So I personally was satisfied by that. Yeah, I okay. I I had mixed opinions about the ending because I I do like that it I mean honestly if there wasn't an ending I wasn't sure what the point of the book was because it's like the whole book is just her thinking she's a dog and then you're at the end and you're like like so what so now it's like oh she feels like she's a dog but she's turning it into art not do I like that art like not really I feel like you know you're really traumatizing your kid (laughs) that kid is gonna have literally so many problems when it gets older not to mention it's a little mean to kill bunnies that every single show you have but I don't know I I liked I mean I think it was kind of expected that she was gonna turn this I think I'm a dog into her art but it was also like oh, maybe there was like a little bit of a point to the book. (laughs) That's what I really mean. But like, I don't know. The whole time I was like, okay, like she feels like she's a dog. And that's, there was no like, well, I guess the problem was that she felt like she was dog, but there was no like storyline. But I feel like with the ending, there was a bit more of a storyline than if it just ended. Yeah, I think I think this book was definitely like a character study more than a more than a plot. Like there was essentially nothing happened, right? Like if yeah. we look at just like the entire plot, there is no plot. It's just we're in this one woman's head who thinks that she's turning into a dog this entire time. So like. Even like, and the I, I think the ending was also like, there's probably some deep symbolism there about like a woman, like there was this one line in the book that I really thought was interesting, which is like, someone was like, oh, like, how do you like being a working mom or something? And she was like, that doesn't even make any sense because all moms are always working. Like this is irrelevant. Um, but the whole thing about like how she kind of had this really, like she had her dream job and then she ended up giving it up for to like to take care of her child but then like now she's at this point in her life where she's able to kind of like have her job while simultaneously raising her child and like even making her child like in in like not a part of her job but like in this case in her performance art like her her child is featured in in her art right so like it's kind of like combining both roles in some sort of way which there's some deep symbolism there I've I think I badly explained that but (laughs) but the but the gist is that right I think to some extent um but yeah but I you know the ending was just I don't know (laughs) I I was just confused the entire time so I think I was just like even more confused by the end (laughs) another thing I want to bring up before maybe getting into like the kid so there was the whole part throughout the book of Basically, she has this field guide that she finds with this woman named Wanda White, was the author, researcher, person. And she's basically trying to understand if there's other creatures, part human, part animal kind of creatures like her. And she finds this book and is, you know, like all, you know, research books, I guess, is kind of bored by it in the beginning, but like slowly gets through and tries to find you know, other creatures that this woman has studied that are similar to what she's experiencing, all that, you know, and then she starts writing letters to Wanda White about what she's going through and wants to talk to her. But then by the end, she's like, I realized that Wanda White is not a person. Wanda White is like a state of being or something. And I was like, that's where I was like, wait, what I mean I I was (laughs) kind of following like okay Wanda White maybe isn't real but like I mean I didn't know what was going on with the whole who wrote the book and all but 
I was just like, what do you mean? Like you reach one to my house, just so lost. <laughs> I I literally have a note here that I was like, I don't get the whole Wanda thing. <laughs> Because I was like, who is this woman? Like, first, okay, there is there, okay, the, another question. Is there the, the book? Like, is the book real? Because if the book's real, then the person has to be real, right? <laughs> like, I don't understand. I was like, why is she referring to a book if Wanda White is a state of mind? That means that there is no book. Did she just make up this book? Like, I don't, and then like, why even have the whole, like, there's an email address. I'm like, who is she sending them the mail to? Like, I don't understand this. Yeah, but I also was like, I don't, Wanda's, where is she? Like, <laughs> I can I can see it both ways with like it it being a real book and it not. Like, it could be like she was like so delirious, but she was also like thinking about life and then she came to those conclusions through her thinking or like it was like oh there's this book that's written by this author who doesn't want to be found and so there is an author and it is a real book but like there's like no author because you'll never find them but I think I think I think it was just her opinions, like her analysis about life. And then she wrote a book about it and like did performance based on it. You think the main character wrote the book and she as she's Wanda White. Like, is she Wanda White? Yeah. Ah, okay. I didn't even think of that. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know, but I think like, cause at the end it was something like, oh, the book's like so popular, but it was called something else than what she was. I swear, I might be wrong. I might've totally glossed over that plot point then. (laughs) I didn't even think like she would be the author. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, no, actually she might've just shortened it. Cause in the end she called, it says a field guide to magical women. But that might have been the full title, and then she just called it Field Guide, like, the whole book. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, when she first picked up the book, it was Field Guide for Magical Women. And then every single time she's like, oh, I'm referring to my field guide. I'm referring to my field guide. Like, I have this field guide. Uh, And I'm trying to send an email to Wanda White from, like, some university in Sacramento or something. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So, like, Wanda's a real person. (laughs) Like, she's going to talk to her. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was trying to do a quick Google there to see if anyone had figured out if, you know, Wanda White wasn't real, but the book was something the main character wrote or what was going on there, but could not find that level of detail. But yeah, that's definitely a possibility I also did not think about, but kind of makes sense. I could definitely... I mean... It's hard, though, because, like, towards the end, it really sounds like it is a real book. And, like, because she's like, oh, this book that was out of print is, like, back and selling so many copies. And, like, this person was researching it. Like, the author was researching it no longer. Like, no one can find it and the university doesn't exist. So I, like, I don't know. Maybe it's some convoluted, like, symbolism that I don't understand (laughs) but uh I'm lost dude this author was real heavy on the symbolism (laughs) like I feel like everything was a metaphor everything was an analogy to something else which is like good but also I think I'm just dumb too dumb to read this (laughs) like I didn't understand anything I didn't either. I think I, I I would need to take like a full week to like think about what happened and what it meant. Yeah, like only focus on this for an entire week. Yeah. You like take notes on the side. Like, what does this mean? <laughs> All right. So let's go back to the sun. Because <laughs> I have too many questions about this. I 
this this was another section like just like Wanda White I had a lot of questions about this section the sun okay first off uh like did he think like he was like really invested in this dog thing you know he was like play doggy or something like that like that's what his mom was referring to and it was like he was sleeping in a dog crate right like eventually by the end and that's when he did it like by himself there was one part one line where like the mom was like he like also like went into the dog crate and then closed the door on himself and just like slept in it and I was like and then the husband was like perfectly fine with this like originally he was like raising a little bit of a fuss about like why is our son always trying to be a dog all the time but then by the end he was like oh he sleeps in his dog crate that's so cute like yeah <laughs> good to know yeah okay so like uh yeah the son thoughts what happened? I mean it definitely makes sense I think especially at two years old I mean if his mother was doing all these weird things crawling all, all on all fours doing her doggy behaviors I feel like it only makes sense that the son picked up on it and yeah I guess he definitely you know you know kids they are bored easily so he's like wow being a dog is so much more fun than being a human so I'm going to do all the all the things a dog would do and that's how he likes to live his life so I I feel like you know honestly it's probably one of the things that made the most sense in the context of this weird book although yeah it was definitely disturbing I agree this kid is gonna have many problems (laughs) I don't know how he's gonna come out from this especially after being in all the performances yeah I I feel like it made sense because you like as a kid especially if you're like two you don't like don't even know how to speak you you just think this is what my parent is doing or like the person that takes care of me. So I'm going to imitate them because like that's nature. So I understood him, but um, yeah, I, I was like, while I was reading it, I was like, I feel so bad for this kid when he grows up and like, like he's going to get bullied and you know what it's just sad and it's because he's his mom's art installation or something (laughs) you thought so far ahead with this with these fictional characters (laughs) and also like didn't even have a name like the kid did not have a name period right yeah she just said like he like yeah my son like and the key. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly and she also you never found out her name other than she refers to herself as night bitch but then she also signed her letters to Wanda White as like mm so I was like maybe they'll they'll slide it yeah. in but they did it or the author mm is Wanda White upside down like ww uh, upside down <laughs> yeah (laughs) unlock a secret (laughs) oh my god you know what i've got i think i'm like now the theory that like she is wanda white makes more sense yeah that does make more sense whoa that's whoa (laughs) (laughs) maybe the author is just planting some of these things because in the end she's like i've reached wanda way but i do feel like sorry we are turning back quickly to this other (laughs) point (laughs) the previous point about the book but where wasn't there a ton of research there and and you know, she traveled and visited all these different places. I guess the mom could have eventually done that, but it's just weird, like a mind weird thing to think about if, you know, she was reading it, but then eventually she did all that research, you know? I mean, I was thinking maybe, you know, because she Googles everything and even things that are like a bit unrelated to what she's Googling. I was like, maybe (laughs) just 
you know because she like googled a lot about like turning into a dog maybe she found these stories while she was googling away <laughs> just like a really intense google search yeah <laughs> I've actually I... cold research Pooja. <laughs> Honestly, okay, listen. <laughs> we all know that I could essentially do my entire PhD remotely because everything I do is just Googling and like Google Scholar, Google whatever other things. <laughs> yeah. But like, I also think that like there, I mean, there were parts in the book where like in the field guide section where like she was saying that, oh, I stayed with this community for like several weeks and like. Uh, like there was one community or something where she was saying that like I stayed there for a really long time and if I wasn't a woman they probably would have thought differently of me or they would have acted differently around me or something like that so like that's why I was kind of like I can't tell if this is real or fake or whatever because it sounds like it's kind of like in like this person traveled there and experienced this firsthand but I'm also like I don't know maybe she just like did an intense google search and wrote fiction I, I can't tell <laughs> I mean it could be that Someone else did that and then she just read an article. I don't, yeah, I guess that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, I mean, it's all, this book is fictional too. (laughs) So it could just be like, wait, what do you mean it's not real? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sorry to say, Sarah, but like women don't necessarily turn into dogs. (laughs) You know, we might find them in, you know, some part of America. You you don't know. You haven't met everyone, Pooja. So honestly, isn't yeah. Seeing isn't believing, right? Like it, it could be true. You never know these things. <laughs> okay, I I had so like going back to we're like bouncing back and forth now, <laughs> but like okay, I had this one. I I really feel like we need to discuss this one point about the scene of her killing this cat like yeah you know then, that's, that's the point where I was like I do not like this main character <laughs> I was like um I think that was honestly I I think this is that part where she kills the cat was the actual part that I really paid attention like I started really paying attention I feel like that was like a turning point in the book right where like her turning into a dog has like real life ramifications like in her own household right the funniest thing though was her explaining to her husband how this cat died because I wrote this down she literally says oh I I dropped the knife and the knife landed on the cat and killed the cat and I was like and then this husband completely believed her and was just like oh yeah that makes sense like that's fine this is totally a plausible thing so yeah I don't and oh and then the whole thing like going back to the whole trauma thing this son is 100% going to be traumatized seeing his mom like with cat in her mouth like I was like oh the description itself I was I feel like I'm traumatized from this experience like let alone a person watching this oh it was so gross but yeah yeah she wait did she she didn't eat the cat but she like tore it apart with her mouth or something right I'm sorry I forgot (laughs) yeah yeah she like stabs it and then tears it open with her mouth and yeah let's just let's just take a second to just decompress <laughs> that is so gross we should put a content warning content cat dies sorry like content uh, warning there's brutally a cat murdered dies. yeah 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 i i totally was not expecting it to go there i feel like that just kind of happened suddenly and then she was like, how do I explain this to my kid? And by the way, this is like their family cat who they really didn't like taking care of. And I think it was just like, really, it, it wasn't trained very well. Or maybe, you know, because of old age or whatever, the cat was just not, you know, taking care of itself really. And so they had to do a lot. So I think that's part of the reason why the husband was like, you know, that's sad but I'm kind of happy and as sad as that is poor cat 
I think, yeah, they just kind of went along with it. And the kid really enjoyed like burying the cat. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. Um, just like dug the little hole. And they, I mean, honestly, at least like she didn't, I don't know, at least they tried eat it (laughs) they didn't just eat it oh but didn't the kid suggest that he was like mama like should we eat it yeah oh god (laughs) oh my god yeah yeah it was it was a sad sad part of the story but I agree I feel like it was definitely the turning point and and a lot of stuff I think even with her kind of changed from that point where she did embrace it more, but I think, I don't know. I, I can't tell, really. I, I guess maybe part of her embracing it was, like, you know, hey, I got to be a little more careful about my dog tendencies. Yeah, I mean, if my kid was like, I want to eat my dead cat, I would also wonder what I'm teaching my kid. <laughs> Okay, my question is, dogs don't attack cats like that anyway. Like, this is beyond dog behavior. Like, a dog isn't going to be like, let me eat this cat. Like, what the heck? Okay, I, I don't know, though, because the dogs in my building and my friend's dogs will, like, bark. I guess I don't know what they would do. They just bark at the doors where cats live. I don't yeah, know. They're what- not going to eat the cat. You're probably right, yeah. Uh, yeah, right? And I'm like, as low-key, like, thinking about it in my head. I'm like, do dogs, dogs, dogs don't eat cats. Like, they're not. I guess it depends what type of dog it is. There are some aggressive ones that might bite the cat. Okay, but, like, they're not going to eat it, right? Like, they're just going to maybe, like, maybe yell at it, maybe even attack it. They're not going to be like, Let's... oh, you know what? dogs attack other dogs right like to the point where they can like full-on like severely injure them so I assume they could do the same thing with a cat yeah that is also true Hmm. yeah and they are they do eat meat so that's true that's true I mean I feel like maybe that's just us not really like feeling that you know cats are food (laughs) That's true. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if a dog was hungry enough, it would eat the cat. Mm, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dogs are, you know, dogs. I guess it depends on how well-trained the dog is. Yeah. Important, important thing to consider. Yes. Okay. One thing that I also had a question about was... I like found this particular section like grotesque. Uh, I also just like just to clarify, I listened to this on audiobook and read it. Like I kind of did both. I interchanged them. But I read I like listened to this section on audiobook. And let me tell you it was really gross. But my other thing was that there were several parts in this book where I was genuinely like this is disgusting. Uh, and I don't really know. Like, did you guys feel that way? Like, yeah, did you feel like it was a hundred percent? I was. I don't know. Just like the the feeling she gets when the next snap, or like <laughs> wanting to dig where you buried your the bunny you killed. I was like, why? That's so <laughs> like. I get your dog, and a dog would probably do that, but. Oh, it's so gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely gross. I feel like, yeah, definitely because I was reading it, I I probably skimmed through some of those parts, but I also read it a little while ago, so I don't fully remember the feelings of disgustingness, but I'm I'm sure they were there. Yeah. I yeah there were there were a lot of parts where I was just like mm, yeah, okay uh is, let me just like maybe fast forward a little bit I don't know <laughs> I was like yeah okay yeah what do you guys think about um 
the herb business. <laughs> and Jen. Oh, man. Oh, Jen. At least we found out Jen's name. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to remember her name. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, definitely. I think that was her point where <laughs> I, I remember at the very end, like, this is not necessarily related to the herb business, but... She wanted to admit something to Night Bitch, and she was like, yeah, like, getting very, you know, I don't know, emotional and, like, kind of almost, like, approaching her, like, I'm telling you this deep, dark secret, and Night Bitch is like, she's definitely gonna tell me she is also a dog, and she's like, this is what happens to moms, but (laughs) Jen comes up and is like, my herb business is not successful, it's failing I am literally not selling anything and everyone is just you know caught up in this business now that we have no one to sell to blah 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 and I just thought that was so funny that Nypish just really convinced herself of those things like oh yes this is definitely happening to other people yeah it was I honestly almost believe that she was also going to be like, yes, I feel like a dog sometimes. But I don't, the first time they asked her if she wanted to be a part of like the herb selling business, I was like, this is 100% an MLM. And I was just like, I, I mean, I guess maybe it's a thing with moms or maybe it's just a thing in general, but like, I, it, that part I would say was maybe the only funny part about the book. I, I like, like the whole scheme thing in general, like I agree. I was like, this is definitely a scheme. Like when you have to pay $600 to get into like this, like herb thing. But then I was also like, are these herbs like, like towards the end, there was this whole thing about like, maybe the audience was hypnotized or something, or like, maybe there was, there was like some sort of like hallucinogenic effect or something like that. So I was like, oh, is this, like, are these drugs also, like, are the are these herbs or drugs, like, related to that? Or are they, like, trying to, like, are they, like, making the moms, making this particular mom also, like, feel like everyone's turning into a dog or something? <laughs> like, yeah, there, I don't know. That was also another thing where I was just, like, are these supposed to be, like, proper drugs? Like, they're called herbs, but are they, like, proper, like, you know, hallucinogenic drugs? Yeah, yeah, honestly, I mean, I definitely feel like the night bitch might have taken some, but like definitely this is not what set off her, you know, turning into a dog stuff. But I think I definitely was thinking, you know, these like the herbs that she couldn't sell, Jen and, you know, the other moms couldn't sell. They kind of tied that in with the whole performance art thing because I think everyone did or maybe it wasn't certain, but it was kind of hinted at that like they all got this packet of things they were supposed to take that was called something specific and it sounded like one of the herbs from the business and yeah I definitely feel like that was part of it yeah and also like what did like what did you think of night bitch thinking that those three dogs were actually those three other moms that was a point where I was convinced I was like yes this is where the author is taking it I was I was actually just gonna ask you guys thinking about you know the other part when you know her admitting um something that night bitch was thinking would be her turning into a dog I was like what if the author took it in that direction I mean she had a couple of chances with both the three dogs she saw in the park that were like she was convinced were the moms or that later part where Jen was you know confessing something to her and I definitely feel like I don't know maybe it would have been in a way a little bit more like tying this in as a collective mom experience and and I I personally feel like maybe that wasn't 
the way like the author intended it to go and maybe what it would take away from kind of like the individual experience of what you know this particular mom was going through I feel like turning it into something that even if it didn't happen to all moms like maybe the moms in this community or whatever you know that would kind of make that experience of becoming a mom a little too you know like I don't know the word but every everyone kind of going through the same thing whereas this was more about you know night bitch's experience her specific interests as you know in art and becoming an artist and then kind of how (laughs) she took this whole turning into a dog thing and tied it to that so so for me I'm like maybe it just would have taken away from that theme she was going for Sarah thoughts on the dog moms (laughs) yeah I don't have too many I definitely yeah I was definitely like since since these dog moms well since she hinted at these dog moms I was like oh yeah she's definitely gonna say like Jen's confession is definitely gonna be that she's a dog sometimes but I don't I feel like I feel like it was just like the main character was trying to prove that she's not crazy and that she's not the only one that feels like this and that like she could get a support system with other people because other people are feeling the same way but yeah, it was definitely weird. And I feel like that was like, I mean, maybe it was just someone else's like dogs, but I was like, I wish I knew like more about these dogs at the end. <laughs> like, I wish it was just like, oh, um, this this is actually someone else's dogs and not not these people that I think they are. I also wish that uh they had more like they said more about like the person she saw at the dog park that ran away I was like was that an actual person did she like did the person run away because she thought like the main character was attacking her or something like (laughs) I don't know that that part I mean it was obviously not one to wait but like at least in my opinion, I don't think it was Wanda White, but I, I don't know who it was or what that was supposed to be. Yeah, there was like another, so like kind of going going back to an earlier point you made about like, like more about these dogs. Wasn't there this whole scene where like the dogs put her son to sleep and she was also... And like, that's why I was kind of going into that. Like I was thinking along those same lines of like, oh, these dogs are like the mothers because like who else would put your son to sleep? Like another mother and like, oh, like the dogs are the mothers and that sort of thing. Another thing I was just thinking about was like, there's that saying that like all men are dogs and like dogs are like derogatory, right? Like if you refer to someone as a dog, it's like almost like demeaning them in some sort of way. But here- in this case, like she's like comparing mothers to dogs, which is like a flip on gender, but also flip on different roles, right? So like dogs are positive here. It's like, oh, like my dog, this dog put my son to sleep. This dog was like, you know, watching over my son. And I was like, oh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I don't remember those exact parts I'm like wow I'm really forgetting (laughs) some of these like little events that happen in the book but yeah I definitely feel like it could have made more sense also in the beginning I mean those could definitely be her making stuff up but you know in the very beginning when she you know had all these dogs coming up to her door and she was trying she was like they're definitely trying to like get me to like join their pack or whatever it is but I yeah I feel like all of those kinds of things maybe would have made more sense if it was kind of like oh these are the moms going out and being dogs at night or whatever but yeah I I definitely again think I don't know 
yeah there was definitely a lot of unanswered stuff a lot of things that were kind of just left there and I'm interested (laughs) to see maybe after more googling if there are meanings that the author will like reveal on some article so I can fully understand this feels like a movie like you know one of those like weird movies where you're like I need to look up what and then there's an article like here are what all of these things meant in this movie and then you're like okay I get it now I I need to go find that article okay that is all we have to talk about um regarding night bitch i hope you enjoyed our commentary um which which book are we reading for next podcast episode the next book we are reading is the maidens by alex michaelitis michaelitis Oh my god. Like, yeah, let me like just wait till you pronounce the whole thing. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about this book. I forget the exact summary, but um it has something to do with Greek mythology. And I am a fan of Greek mythology, so excited for this one. Wait, also, do you have to the... oh sorry, go ahead. Do you have to know Greek mythology? Because I don't know any. I don't think so. I think it'll be woven in in a way that makes sense. Yeah, it's a thriller. So, so, you know, I don't don't think they're going to really quiz you on your Greek mythology. (laughs) Not going to be like Percy Jackson, you know. But yeah. Wait, Karshini, who's Poseidon? Look out of the sea. Oh, she's good. <laughs> I know who Poseidon was. I feel like everyone knows Poseidon or like Zeus. Yeah, I and I definitely but, think it would, you know, be either those kinds of references or they would like say like God of this. You know, okay. Whatever makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So thank you all for listening. Uh, and we'll see you with uh, next week with our next book, next read, The Maidens by Alex Michaelitis, or as Harshini said, Alex McKay Okay, bye. Bye.